0: Hello, welcome to Tea for Lunch, a weekly show powered by Arcade Studios.
1: Each week, we'll serve you the top stories that we're following in social media, entertainment, celebrity, and tech in 15 minutes or less. You can catch the show live on Instagram or TikTok, Thursdays at about 12 p.m. at Mountain Time, or on all podcast providers and YouTube on Fridays. We're your hosts this week.
0: Manny. And Taina. Hello. How are you, Taina? I'm
1: doing great. I'm in the middle of moving right now, so things are a little bit hectic, but I'm doing good. Nice.
0: Same. I'm in the middle of moving. Yeah. We're like, it's it's that moving season for everyone. I think it's yes, summer. So. Summer
1: is when everyone moves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Are you settled?
1: No, not at all. Are you? <laughs>
0: like, no, we we still have to pack. So like, we got to start packing soon, but we have some more time than you. I feel like. Yeah.
1: I just have to unpack, which is the part that I actually hate the most. Yeah. I'd rather pack, honestly, than unpack.
0: It's just so stressful. I, I think I agree. I'd rather, no, actually, I'd rather pack than unpack.
1: I'd rather someone do it all for me. Pack, unpack, Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> So we're going to have movers Mm because I'm like, this is just too much work. Oh, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
1: Let's just get right into it. Let's do it. First up, hot off the presses, um, a developing story, Montana, to become the first U.S. state to ban TikTok. This has been something that's been ruminating in the internet for a hot minute now. Mm -hmm. Um, And Montana governor signed legislation yesterday to ban TikTok from operating in the state to protect residents from alleged intelligence gathering by China, making it the first U.S. state to ban the popular short video app. I don't know how I feel about... Actually, I know how I feel. I don't like it. Like, yeah, we've,
0: it's always going to be a developing story. But I think, like, this is another step that is being taken towards it actually maybe happening. I think there's right? still some loop that needs to be... Or, like, some hoops that need to be jumped.
1: Yeah, Um sure. I think
0: a lot of it is going to be mostly around, like, the legal side of it. Because, like, mm. Montana is just a state. Um, so what yeah. does that even mean? And, like, for those that are currently using TikTok in Montana um, like how will they regulate that like maybe fining but I feel like it's interesting because yeah it's the first like swift tangible like piece of paper that someone that's a governor has signed in the U.S.
1: So strange. So they said that they'll make it unlawful for Google and Apple's app stores to offer TikTok within the state, but will not impose any penalties on individuals using the app. Oh, okay. So the ban is to take effect in January 1st, 2024. Um, and it's definitely going to face some legal challenges because how are you going to regulate that? Like, that's a little bit weird. So it's like no one could download it in Montana, but it still works if it's already downloaded. I'm just a little bit confused about it. Yeah, people
0: People are just going to change their VPNs. Literally,
1: yeah. <laughs> I personally was like, I didn't even think this was going to happen and, like, for TikTok to be banned in any part of the States. But even if it is, I just thought people would definitely find a loophole and just put their VPNs in Canada because that's what we do for Netflix, sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, like, we, we saw... <laughs> you just added My yourself, by the way. Don't come uh, for me, Netflix. Do not come for
1: me. me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but uh, we, we saw, like, uh, the trial that uh, this TikTok CEO was put on, like, a couple weeks ago. And, like, yeah. a lot of the... Um, Fears that the US government has around this is just like them sharing data with the Chinese government, which, um, you know, you you can have your own opinions about that. But as a whole, I feel like my sense on this is no matter what, it it infringes on the First Amendment um, Mm -hmm. of people, uh, especially people in Montana. So if this does happen, it'll be really interesting to see how it unfolds. But you already know here at Tea for Lunch, we're on top of this. So yeah, we
1: got you. I'll fought the press. (laughs) We'll keep
0: an eye out. And if anything else happens in the coming weeks, we will let you know. We'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on to our next story. Mm. Twitter is getting a new CEO. You might have heard some of this rumblings this week, but it's official. Linda uh, Yaccarino is taking over as Twitter's CEO. Linda is an American media executive. She was a chair of advertising for NBC Universal. And on May twenty, on May twelfth, Elon officially announced that uh, Yaccarino would succeed him as a CEO um, mm-hmm. for Twitter and X Corp. Uh, it's funny he did this in true Elon fashion. He hinted at it uh, in a tweet. So he said, oh, and then he tweet. made it official in a tweet as well. He said, I'm a fi- excited to welcome Linda as their new CEO for mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, her primary focus will be around business operations, while I focus more on product design, new tech. And she's he's really looking forward to working with Linda to transform this platform into X and everything else. Mm.
1: Thoughts? I like it. I think that it's really good that Elon is removing himself a little bit from Twitter so that people aren't really doing that connection as they were before. Yeah. Um, and I do like just... Have the fact that the fact that they had their ad budget slashed in half, or yeah, ever not since budget, you took the, over. yeah, the revenue. revenue. Um, and so she that's her primary focus. So for her being able to come in and really help with that, I think it's a really smart strategic move. Um, but also just personally, not a lot of people like Elon. So yeah. it's just like,
0: yeah, I feel like ever since the acquisition by Elon, like they've been bleeding by the billions, mm-hmm. especially with, like, their ad revenue. Just, yeah, as Taina mentioned, being halved. So I think, one, it was a really strategic part on Elon to hire her because that is her expertise. Um, she's actually known as, like, the velvet hammer around mm-hmm. the um, advertising community um, yeah. as someone who's, like, really, really strict and… um but fair. Yeah, fair and, like, a really great negotiator. So I feel yeah. like she'll… Business sense, that's that's really going to help Twitter. Mm-hmm. But also, like, to your point… A lot of people are associating Twitter with Elon himself now, and yeah. I think a lot of that is kind of on him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's very public-facing <laughs> with you know like how he's, he, he doing more. <laughs> he, he conducts himself, so I think it's a really smart um, move on his part to kind of remove himself from that. And then also like you know for as polarizing of a figure as Elon Musk is. Um, one thing that is, I think, undeniable is his ability to build uh, products and yeah. and tech. And I feel like yeah. he has a good track record with Tesla and SpaceX and mm-hmm. um, even PayPal is first company that he started. I feel like him being able to focus on just that side of the business yeah, will really be help Yeah, that'll be for them. Yeah. Because um, his... Uh, other side, well, him being a CEO isn't necessarily, I'd say, his sweet spot.
1: Yeah, I think it's good for him to be able to focus on tech, and then have the uh, Linda to focus on um, getting back those advertisers that they lost. And she's called the Velvet Hammer because of her silky but tough negotiation style. So interested to see how she's going to bring that to Twitter and help with the revenue again.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like even if I think about it, it's a huge role that he's trying to fill. So I think. Yeah. Hopefully, they work well together and mm-hmm. all the best to Linda because yeah. I feel like part of it too is she's stepping into a bit of a mess right now. Yeah, but looking at her track record and you know, knowing the very little that um, we know about her, yeah, um, I think she can do it.
1: Yeah, we're rooting for you, Linda.
0: Yeah, we're rooting for you. We're you rooting for you. We're cheering for you. Good luck. I know that means the best to you. All the best <laughs> to you, baby. <laughs>
1: Uh, so next up, something brand new is coming to the Bachelor franchise: Enter the Golden Bachelor. Ta-da! Ooh, so exciting! I don't know why
0: that was the sound that came into my I head.
1: I felt like Golden. Yeah, it made sense. <laughs> 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 on Tuesday, ABC announced that it'll debut the Golden Bachelor this fall to showcase a, it's a whole new kind of love story—one for the golden years. Um, on the show, one hopeless romantic will be given a second chance at love in search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of life. Like literally adorable. Yes. Um, The women will arrive at the mansion with a lifetime of experience, hoping for a chance at love. In the end, viewers will watch the golden man return to the page, or turn the page, to start a new chapter with the women of his dreams. This is so cute, and I personally just heard about it for this show, and just listening to um, other people talk about it is it's really highly anticipated. A ton of people have been Mm -hmm. asking for this. Everyone really wants to see representation with the older community, and I think that media is starting to shift and have more of that representation, especially with Martha Stewart being on Sports Illustrated and now this, um, it is really important for reality TV shows to be skewing older as well because the generation that was started watching The Bachelor and other reality TV shows are getting older and it's good for them to see
0: mm-hmm. not just
1: 21-year-olds, 19-year-olds finding love, but you can also find love in your sunset years as well. And it's literally adorable. Yeah.
0: and. With, like, the rise of other, like, love reality type of TV shows, like, mm-hmm. Love is Blind, like, those have taken off. Yeah. The Bachelor is kind of an OG in this. Like, they've done this for a while. That's but true. Rumblings minute. are... Um, that ratings have kind of decreased a little bit and a mix of people wanting to see more representation and kind of putting a spin on The Bachelor um, Mm -hmm. has made this a really anticipated and wildly um, exciting TV show coming out. Yeah, they had
1: to shake things up a bit. And I think that they did it in a really good way by doing this.
0: Yeah, and a lot of it was like, I mean, I've seen one season of The Bachelor. I think it was Hannah's uh, episode. And when I watched it, I was hooked. But I remember like the parts of it that got me hooked were like, just the general nature of people like trying to connect with each other. So, like, mm. one thing we were talking about before the show is like the first rose ceremony, where like first impression, yeah, you you mm. hop out of the limo and <laughs> you like try to catch the attention of whoever the bachelor is, yeah. And then, like, what, give would you you what
1: would you do? What would you say? What would I do?
0: Yeah, I feel like I would freeze up. Well, I would do something really stupid. I don't know. I would <laughs> I, I hit the wall. Well. I'd hit the wall. Can you imagine? No, I would not hit the wall. <laughs> But uh, I, I feel like they're just, like, those are the moments that, like, make the show, like, these kind of shows really great. It's yeah. just, like, seeing people trying to, um, you know, like the quirks about yeah. them. And I feel like... And you
1: connect with the contestants as well. Yeah. Because that's when you get to know them because it's also their first impressions to the audience as well. Yeah. So it's like us getting to know them while also the bachelors getting to
0: know them. And then things like later on in the show, that progress. So like, okay, you get to mm-hmm. meet... If you go further on in the show, like you'll get to meet um, like the... Because they were younger, it'd be like the families or yeah, like the, the parents. parents. Mm. But not because like they're older contestants. Like who do they meet? Will they meet their kids or like...
1: Family friends. Family their friends. Their community.
0: It's going to be awesome. Honestly, be so I really cool. think it's going to be a really, really awesome show.
1: What time do you think they'll do a like, cocktail hour? or like...
0: Cocktail hour would be tea time.
1: Tea time? Starts at 10 no. a.m.
0: a.m. <laughs> and I know ha- we'll have to wrap it up by noon. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be
1: really interesting to see how they do this because it is a different demographic um, so they will have to switch some things around I feel like they can't do things as late as they normally would because there there were rumors that it was like super late when they would film the cocktail dates or even for um, the younger
0: uh, uh, exactly it was hard
1: for them to keep up so they'd have
0: to film overnight apparently
1: oh my goodness like I wouldn't even be able to do that so I'm interested to see how they're gonna change things up to keep it spicy but still really entertaining and also still true to fashion with the Bachelor franchise
0: yeah for sure yeah Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Now that we've wet your palate, go eat something more substantial. Bye.